I speak to you this day in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Please be seated. In today's gospel lesson, we hear and experience a moment of desperation from the Canaanite woman. And her emotions seem to explode because she's desperate. And we have seen pictures on television of men and women wailing with grief over children after an attack in the Middle East. We also see almost desperate happiness. And emotions physically explode in tears when an almost hopeless situation turns right today. It was so different from the desperate sadness of the families who heard their loved ones had died in tragic accidents. Desperate situations are things that we are unfortunately accustomed to. But they make an outward show of this kind of emotion acceptable. When we are surprised by events, death, new life, rescue, fear, we let ourselves go. I still remember my parents and my family talking about um, the rescue of the earthquake victims in Turkey. They watched it for months. An amount of joy, amount of freedom, amount of healing that came out of it. And there was also an amount of great despair for those who were not able to be saved. But isn't it interesting, at least for me, I grew up in a household where you'll find it very interesting um, there was actually not a lot of show of emotion. You weren't allowed to show a lot of emotion. That's why we were very uncomfortable with a show of emotion. And I think um, a lot of Protestant work ethic, sort of immigrant mentality, a lot of, um, a lot of us are in uncomfortable with a show of emotion today, aren't we? We hear things like, you'll get over it. Will things like stay strong and it will pass and all of that. Somehow our Western culture has evolved to a place where keeping it inside is all the best. We don't want to make others uncomfortable, even when we are being torn apart inside. But listen to the disciples in today's gospel reading. They want Jesus to send this woman away for she keeps shouting at them. The Canaanite woman has a very sick daughter. What loving mother can bear to see her child in any kind of pain? But this woman is desperate. She is desperate enough to make many of the culture's rules concerning encounters between men and women disappear. She shouts not only at a man, but at someone special, a rabbi. She not only shouts, she throws herself at Jesus' feet, but he ignores her. And she not only, not only does that, she argues with Jesus. She puts herself in danger of great several consequences. But her desperation overcomes her fear. Her concern for her daughter makes her emotional. And it is good for us to say, Yes, yes, good for her. But what might we have wanted to say to her if we had been there? I know maybe I would have said, woman, keep yourself together. We're in the middle of church. 
That's what I would have said to her. But Jesus isn't at his good old helpful Jesus best today. He had been teaching about how the people relate to others. He is very cleverly sticking to those Pharisees who commanded to the people to keep every law fastidiously while they themselves were whitened sepulchers, as Jesus says. Some Pharisees were less than good examples to their people, leading fairly self-centered lives while demanding other people live very controlled lives. So Jesus is saying, it is much more important to consider how you use your words, how you speak to others, how you praise God, than to think about what you put into your mouth. What comes out of the mouth, he says, builds up or tears down. And God bless Peter. He says, what do you mean? And Jesus reminds him that what comes out of the mouth comes from the heart. To the Jews, the heart is life. What we say can be life-giving or destructive. This isn't news to us. So we, Jesus, we see Jesus being very frustrated at this passage. His followers don't seem to understand. The Pharisees who were trying to trip him up were deliberately not getting it. And so we would imagine that when he got the chance to demonstrate, Jesus would immediately be helpful to this woman. We are surprised when he first ignores her, when then seems to not only ignore his own teaching, but he is also rude to her. I was only sent to the lost sheep of Israel. She is not an Israelite, is she? Isn't the second great commandment is to love our neighbor as yourself? He said so himself. Several things going on here. We realize first that Jesus does not seem to be bothered that the woman is shouting. It's a comfort to me as a Middle Easterner. It's the disciples who are uncomfortable. They don't want to be bothered by an emotional woman breaking the rules, demanding help. And Jesus makes no comment about that at all. We certainly can't presume to ever know what's going on in Jesus' head at that moment in that time. But perhaps this is an example to us that her emotion and desperation were perfectly understandable and proper to the Lord. What Jesus seems to point to is his own mission. He's got, done this kind of thing before. Remember the wedding feast at Cana. His mother wants him to help out the wedding couple. They have no more wine, she says. What's that to me, woman? It's not my time, Jesus replies. Not quite what we might expect him to answer his mother. But he reacts by expanding his ministry, perhaps a little early. Here, he is first mindful of his mission to the Jews, first of God's own people. This woman is pushing that boundary. She's a Canaanite, not of the family. Like Jesus' own mother, this woman knows he can help her. And Jesus very well might have been impressed with her persistence. He pushes her just a bit. It's not fair to throw the children's dog to the food to the dogs. 
How typical of that time. The Canaanites were considered less than acceptable by the Jews. But is it typical only of that time? Here is another lesson he teaches us. How have we considered the other in our own cultures? If we are honest, there are those we consider less than dogs today. But this Canaanite woman is not only desperate, she is fearless. Even the dogs get the crumbs on the floor. A Pharisee might have slapped her down for that remark, but Jesus seems finally to get his own frustration out of the way, and she sees her as a woman of faith. Once again, he expands his mission and breaks down a barrier to accept and include a non-Jew. That's a big step for him. Matthew is showing us how Jesus' mission and ministry is growing, tearing down centuries of old boundaries, opening up the culturally identified family of God to all people. In both instances, Cana and the need of this woman, Jesus responds to the marginalized. In these cases, to women, but there will be many more, the blind, the crippled, the children, outcasts of all kinds. Our first reaction to Jesus' seeming rudeness is turned to an understanding now of what he knows is happening. Jesus seems to enjoy fearless people who aren't afraid to engage him on human levels of love and emotion. And what can we learn about ourselves here? Several things come to my mind. The obvious lesson is to ask ourselves, whom do we accept as our neighbor? Do we still harbor in our hearts signs of racism? Whom do we think of as less than dogs? Living in our current culture of fear is hard. We are bombarded with images and words coming out of some of our own leaders that put the fear of the other in our hearts. But Jesus is always here reminding us. What comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart. This is what defiles. So for us Christians, restrain of our tongue, our mind, our hearts, our words is ever so important. Today, we have a lot to think about when we consider this. Another thing that we learn from today's passage is a simple thing. Emotions are a gift to us from God. We might consider how we react when we are faced with either our own or others' expression of emotion. Do our own cultural boundaries cause us to keep it all in or expect others to do the same? Or can we imagine ourselves allowing someone to share a real depth of emotion with us? Or are we too quick to shut them down to? We are missing something if we don't allow ourselves to be free. The Dalai Lama offers this wonderful saying, the more you are motivated by love, the more fearless and free your action will be. This is exactly what Jesus shows us today. To break down barriers of cultures, to accept the other before judging them too harshly. 
and to be persistent in our intercession, in our desperation, and in our yearning for God, for the miracle to come into our life. What is that miracle you're asking God today? My prayer for all of us, as it is always, that Christ might find us when we leave this place, and even in this place today, by saying the same thing she said, he said to the woman, great is your faith, because great is your love. Amen.